0: welcome to the one more rep podcast where we take it beyond the barbell i'm your host mo dingo and with me in the spirit of halloween is broby Wan kenobi what is up man (laughs) happy halloween by the way guys wise one you are <laughs> <laughs> telling oh, you shit. a lot of care was taken in this list and as a matter of fact there's other listeners that are sending me names now that are not on this list so now we're like 100 plus you know
1: like i was telling mo in the beginning because you when you grow up and you play athletics you really never get the best nicknames and um so every every time like the first two or three times i'm like man this is gonna be so bad like <laughs> This is basically just open a can of Talk Smack about bro and it's actually been pretty cool. I mean, some of these names I would get tattooed on my neck. <laughs> They're so legit. Yeah, Brosidon. yeah, definitely. Just I mean, right across the that, throat. I think that no, that one's going to go across my chest. Okay. And then um but this this is a good one too, man. Cause I love Star Wars. Who does Well good,
0: like good. I'm glad you like this one
1: then. Yeah, I like I've liked all of them. Really haven't disliked any of them.
0: Yeah, uh leading up to this, I was asking bro if he had like a favorite Halloween costume as a kid and he alluded to more towards like the uh, Jason Freddy the horror film stuff but I didn't uh, our, our main contributor didn't have any horror based names on there so uh maybe for next year so if you know any yeah give us a couple yeah so youtube youtube we step need, your game up step your game up we're just under 50 right now 44 yeah so make sure you hit that bell and that way you'll get notified every time we have new content Which, I mean, you should be awaiting our stuff anyways. And for those of you that aren't aware, you will find that the content on the YouTube channel is different than what we actually release on the show, as far as the podcast piece. Basically,
1: bro's lazier than mo. (laughs) is what it comes down to. No, I think the the edits on the video, I don't have to worry about sound or anything like that, Mm -hmm. so I'll make a couple cuts here and there, but, um, you know, I just kind of let it be raw, and I think we've talked about maybe that might be a similar direction. We'll go
0: on the regular podcast this far. Oh yeah. Th- we, we've talked about different options to try and uh, help streamline some of the process. Cause for Mo. <laughs> yeah, for me, uh, with my new life, you know, it's a little bit more challenging cause I don't have nearly as much flexibility. The hell are you talking about? You no. were
1: gone for three weeks, Mo on vacation. <laughs> I oh, was not on vacation. <laughs> the hell you weren't. You went to London. Okay. That was work. Oh yeah. <laughs> I seen your work pictures. <laughs> Uh, yeah, hanging out with Sam Briggs—that's work. It's she, what I mean. It's the machine. You gotta, you gotta, yeah. you gotta
0: whenever you, mm-hmm. whenever you see the machine, you gotta, you gotta take the opportunity and hand her a bag full of seven-five gear swag. Right. Yeah. I don't even have a bag of that. <laughs> and then
1: uh, he gets back and gets a red eye, and he's flying out the damn East Coast. Like, oh yeah, I seen your videos of that. You're at a huge college party, <laughs> <laughs> working hard. God, if that's your, if that's work, man, give me some of that.
0: Well, but then it all started out in Texas, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. And you went to Texas. <laughs> the hell you're down there running a competition? <laughs> like, oh, come on down. Like,
0: whatever. Yeah. That was pretty fun. There were actually a couple of listeners from San Antonio that, that you you cool? Fucking Nats. Nats. Yeah. G- Nats. G- yeah. Yeah. No, it was actually cool. A couple of listeners from San Antonio uh, came up and because oh. knew I was going to be there and they're like, hey, love the show. blah. blah, oh, that's blah. So cool. it's was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Like, well, I was just telling Mo when he was gone on his damn three week vacation Went to a work um, trip. Whatever. Went to Festivus games. A couple of our athletes were competing. uh, Brooke and Jamie and Amber. It was a team workout and uh,
0: full Festivus. Told because not everybody knows. Yeah, Festivus
1: is a. I think it's just nationwide. I don't know if it's worldwide.
0: uh, Whatever. I think it might be have a couple dribbles overseas.
1: Yeah, it's sort of like. it's sort of like the open I guess where everybody does the same workout. Okay. The same workouts and then your your leaderboard is across worldwide. Worldwide and but they have winners of your actual event. facility. Yeah, yeah at the facility. So it's made for scaled athletes only. Mm-hmm. Um they have a beginner and inter- intermediate mm-hmm. uh as far as teams and um it used to be all individual and then well, they started going to
0: team. Well, they alternate. So they? Okay. they fall as team and the spring is individual. Uh, and then uh, they have a master's component as well. Cool. Well, so here's what I know about
1: this. <laughs> but no, uh had a person come up and um, introduce herself and it was really cool to hear, you know, you don't know who listens to our show. No. But it seems like anytime I get around CrossFit, uh, we meet people that, you know, listen to our show that I had no idea that mm-hmm. does because we're like, I don't
0: know. Yeah, and that was part of the discussion we had uh, the other day. If you saw us on Instagram Live, we were having pizza and beer and just talking about, we we, we like to do meetings and just talk about what's going on and the fact that we still don't understand what the numbers mean. But as we start getting to that point where right now we kind of know who you guys are as far as listeners, because a lot of you just listen just simply for the fact we told you we were starting a show. And, you know, got that initial swell going. You told your friends. Mm-hmm. But then now it's getting to the point where people we don't know. Yeah. Uh, or cool. have never met. Or they, which are, you know, beyond our particular networks of circles. And it's, 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 it's interesting that people we have never come in contact with are dialing in. Yeah. Absolutely. It's still weird, but whatever. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean we're pretty freaking awesome. So <laughs> I understand why they keep listening to it. And, you know, Mo... <clears throat> he took one for the team and listened to a full Fronie and Friends. <laughs> and it was just as bad as I've been saying, man. They're all sitting down. They're sitting down, right? I didn't watch it. I just listened to it. You know, Okay. Well, they're all sitting down. I'll just save you that. And <laughs> it's just not as cool as what we talk about. It really, it isn't. I'm sorry. Like, I just watched another one with uh, Arm and Hammer last night. What the hell's that thing called? San something. It was just, they're all four of them sitting there at a damn table mm-hmm. with this, horrible audio quality like it's just bad and then sounds like they're in a tunnel and then like they're saying the most r- ridiculous things like it has nothing to do with it's just dumb man i don't if you don't listen to our podcast i just don't know what the hell you, why you're wasting your time with the other stuff
0: the, the one thing I, when i do listen to these other shows that i'm very proud to hang my head on is the audio quality that's something i take very seriously and i try and make sure that you guys have an easy listening experience because if our content sucks but our sound quality is good, you guys will still listen. Sure, I don't know. Our content <laughs> is off the charts, though. Like
1: that, you know. We got the new list out. We don't know what we're going to use. I threw it out there. We got some good interaction. We pulled two off of it today, but um, our content's good. We're,
0: no yeah. one. And then that's everything. We're, we're talking about things that no one talks about.
1: You know, and the and the girl I was talking to. Um, she appreciated how real we were and how honest we were. Like. There's a difference in talking about something and just kind of using it as a topic, but we give our actual experiences with it, mm-hmm. what we actually think of it, and we don't we don't just sugarcoat it. And that was what was appreciated is that we're honest in our answers that we give about the topics that we're talking about because like you said, no one talks about the stuff we're talking about. And we haven't changed from day one as far as you know, that's what we've the always subjects, wanted. Yeah,
0: outside the sixty minutes is yeah. one of our premises. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We we've always wanted to we wanted to be a podcast that didn't bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, expressed our uh, opinions and feelings off of our experiences mm-hmm. in life and in CrossFit, and talk about the topics that no one wants to talk about, that no one wants to deal with. That gyms across this in- that we're finding in the entire world are having the same issues mm-hmm. overseas, uh, eight nine hours away to where we are here in the United States, and it just shows you how big these issues are, and that you do not have to settle for things. If it's that way in your gym.
0: Yeah. And these were just like the whole beginning of this is just conversations we would have after a comp or something, drinking some beer and eating pizza. And, you know, somebody got the dumb idea to- No wonder I'm stuff. getting fat, Mo.
1: All we, all we do is eat wings and pizza and beer and Jeezy Pete. And the beer we drink is like the most
0: high calorie beer you yeah. can drink. Yeah. Because it's good beer. It's $10 a four pack. <laughs> we got to get that sponsor, man. Yes, we do. And speaking of sponsors, yeah. we are always segue. grateful yeah. for our our sponsor 7.5 Clothing, making badass gear for your badass ventures. Like I said earlier, I was able to take some of that gear with me on my travels throughout the world and just so happened to run into the engine, Sam Briggs, when I was in London. I was like, you know what, this is going to be a great opportunity to you know spread, spread spread some 7.5 love. And I actually forgot she was going to be there. I had heard about it a few months ago and just totally spaced it. And then when I was there, I was like, oh, she's here. During the athlete brief. <laughs> and one of the things Bro had mentioned earlier uh, when we were talking about, I think, competing Ma- at the Marcus next level. Hendrick. You were talking about Marcus Hendren. When in, he competed in, in, here. In Juice. Yeah. Um, Weaver. Juice Weaver. And I remember one of the things that Bro said that, you know, it sucks for them. It's just, It's hard for them. Mm-hmm. But the biggest difference between those elite level, like world-class CrossFitters is they can go harder longer. Yep. And the event I was at, there were representatives from 18 different countries and you could see people who were obviously the best in their country, but not the best in the world. And just seeing people like the machine and uh, Amanda Goodman and Colleen Foch, you know, go head to head to head, you know, for, for three days straight. And those, they were so, and like you were saying, the stratification between the top three and the last three is so vast.
1: I think even you go top five and then you go the next five, there's a huge difference in, in mm-hmm. the skill and ability, and now say after two days, that's kind of how it's spaced out. You take your top five to your bottom five. Uh, the bottom five may get them in one workout mm-hmm. because it's in their wheelhouse. Yeah, but everything else are getting left in the in the dust because they're just that's the separator of fitness. It's it's pretty astronomical, mm-hmm. and I think that's cool. And I think we've seen it the last games, um, Amanda Barnhart, like you know she's she going to crush that that strength well, <clears throat> workout, crush the strength strength workout, but she's in heat one. Mm-hmm. Going against the big dogs, and uh, you know pretty much all of her idols that she's always looked up to, on the bar muscle up snatch, mm-hmm. and um, and she she's very fit. But you don't look fit when they're beating you by minutes, mm-hmm. right? But you're still a top ten female
0: yeah. in the world. Well, and to parallel that from a couple weeks ago, like Amanda Goodman, there was a gymnastics uh, skill workout, and she the next finisher finished four minutes after her. Right. Like four minutes. That's like a
1: whole nother workout. That's a whole nother workout. It's
0: a whole, yeah. And then, but then, you know, you, you compound that over six different workouts. And at the end of the entire uh, competition, her and Sam Briggs were separated by one point, literally one point, you know? So it was really cool to see athletes of that caliber, like right in front of me and just be able to watch them do all kinds of amazing stuff over the course of, you know, the three days at the International Functional Fitness World Championships. It was pretty solid. Yeah. So, 7'5",
1: man, yeah. uh, still kicking it with Wally. Uh, we're working on the uh, stick figure. <laughs> he said he'd do it, Mo. He yeah. said he'd do it. Working on the stick. And I came up with the coolest design. I don't know if I should share it on here.
0: <laughs> no, don't share okay. it. Okay, I'm not going to share it. They're not ready for
1: it. No, it's, it's sick, though. I think it's going to be a cool design where we can incorporate our little stick figure shooting guns and with a, uh, one more rep podcast. <laughs> I'll see if Wally can pull this bad boy off. But um, what was I going to say about that?
0: So if the one more rep podcast shirt gives you, oh yeah, forgive it. Yeah, uh, guaranteed 25. gains twenty five pounds. Mm-hmm. Which n- now Stuart Stewart Brower owns one of those shirts, so he should realize gains here shortly too. Mm-hmm. He's got to um, wear it. He's got to wear it, and the, and the seven five hat. So he's got if he wears both of those, I mean, come on, dude. It's like it's and he's listening he to Slipknot. Yeah, it's game
1: over. <laughs> that's his day. Like you dividing,
0: just it's like dividing by zero.
1: <laughs> that's when you just load the bar up to three fifteen and try to snatch it. I'm just saying, I don't care if your snatch is 185 pounds, load that bitch up. Just go ham. Dude, worst case scenario, you fail 315. <laughs> worst case, you fail it, but you like, you pulled that shit. Like, you know what I mean? No one's going to think about your failure. Like, God, he tried. Three- he just pulled it. What's his max? 185. What? Like, you, dude, you'd be a legend. If you get hurt, it'd be worth it. Just don't
0: do it here. Just separate a shoulder. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah. do it here. Yeah. yeah. Do it at home. Yeah, because the insurance will... That's unforgivable.
1: <laughs> no, I was going to say, uh, Wally hooked me up with that new shirt, man. Can't wait. i have to post it on here. I was pretty sick.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you did yeah. show it to me on the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
1: sure did on the phone because I, I had it in my hand <laughs> while you were on vacation for three months. It was a work
0: trip. <laughs> All right, so this week's episode, uh, it got a lot of traction the other day when it was posted on our social media channels and this kind of was the front runner in terms of what you guys wanted to hear about. it, We did have one title, but we didn't know if it was going to fly. So we kind of modified it, and we're going to go with Get the Hell Out of Your Own Way.
1: Yeah, Get the Hell Out of Your Own Way.
0: seriously, man. Like, I'm tired of seeing it in the gym. And who was one of the primary champions of this? It was uh, as far as who posted first on it? I think it was Jamie Metcalf. Okay. And then Brittany from our gym.
1: You're going to see that uh, when we talk about this, how much, you know, we've kind of talked about how you can hold yourself back from mm-hmm. and putting things off and not doing what you can do today because it may not be there tomorrow. Yeah. And, um, but when you come, you come to the gym, even before you get to the gym, you got to get out of your own way to get here some days, like mm-hmm. whatever it is. And a lot of times we are very limited um, to our potential and ability of an athlete or person because we're constantly in our own way, in our own head, always Mm. putting ourselves down, always finding an excuse why I shouldn't go there or do this or why I shouldn't show up. Well, we're going to bust that shit right out of the
0: water today. (laughs) So one of the first things we want to talk about are these emotional speed bumps. And what was the example you gave? You said you wake up. Yeah, like, so
1: I think there's three parts to fitness. You got the physical, you got the mental, and then I think the emotional side of fitness is the least talked about, but it actually ends up hindering you the most. Is you can wake up and,
0: yeah, because there's so little attention paid to it. Yeah. Because a lot of us don't take our emotional state into consideration. Well, th- yeah. When we talk, when we talk about fitness. Well, if you think about it as a coach, I'm, if I'm,
1: if I'm working with an athlete, I'm talking about uh, physical abilities. Okay. Are they coachable? Mm-hmm. And do they have the mental capabilities mm-hmm. of um getting through those really tough times of the grinds of working out and, and like, just always on the grind
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the failures that you have along the way, can they mentally handle that? Mm-hmm. I don't talk about the emotional and I guess that's probably something I should start
0: doing because... It's, it's like three... Of those three things, that's like 3.5 because it's very important, but... Yeah. I think a lot of times we arbitrarily go ahead and tie that into the mental game. Yeah, we do. But it's different. It's different and yeah. this
1: is why because you can wake up and you... Or you can be through your day and get ready to go to the gym. You can feel physically strong there's days i feel like you know
0: you can lift a mountain you do yeah, yeah. you
1: just you feel really strong you know maybe your nutrition's been on point mm-hmm.
0: um you get your water that day Yeah, you got your water had yeah. a had a good day at work yeah
1: good day at work and and then you know so that feels good and then mentally it's a workout that's in your wheelhouse mm-hmm. and you're like you know let heavy grace like give it to me like mm-hmm. that's what I, I can't wait to hit that barbell and you, you know the strength cycle is some olympic lifting you're ready to hit that and then all of a sudden, something comes up and taps into your emotional that, side of—
0: That emotional curveball. It is, man. Whatever it, it is.
1: Small, big, little, whatever. It can be the smallest thing, and it will derail you how you feel about your physical mm-hmm. ability that day, and it destroys your mentality right off the bat. And it could be something that's um, a past relationship, a past issue with um, you know your family— Mm-hmm. Uh, you could get a text from your crazy aunt. I know. And that's what, what I was
0: going to say. It's usually some sort of external factor.
1: One, I think. I think majority of the time, that's what you're going to find. It's external from your everyday, mm-hmm. and that will de- that derails you completely. It makes you feel like now all you want to do is go home, lay in bed, get under the covers, and like just do some nothing. shower
0: beers and hog and
1: Right, right, and just think you are ready to conquer the yep. world, right? And now all of a sudden, because someone hits you and that tapped into that emotional side of your your brain, it just brings you down into sometimes a depressed state.
0: Mm-hmm. And we're not saying that by you allowing one of these emotional hooks or these curveballs, we're we're not making any claims that you're a weak person or you or you're unable to overcome these things. But those little bitty curveballs can have an, it will have an impact to some extent, you know, whether it's like catastrophic, I've seen it, or even just the fact that you, now you've had to expend mental energy to think about it is sometimes enough to deteriorate your performance.
1: Performance or not even come to the gym. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You got your nutrition dialed in, got your water, you know, you've been hitting it really hard. You've been having success. You've been crushing it at the gym. And then your day comes up when you're ready to go in and kill it again. Mm -hmm. Something happens and it emotionally it, it zaps you. And then you literally could give two shits if you even go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't even care. You don't care about anything. You don't want to talk you don't see anybody. You just want to go home. You want to be alone. You know. Just walk it off. Just get out. Like, leave me alone. I just want to be alone. And that's what sucks, man, is we don't pay enough attention to that. I think it's one of those things that's probably ignored. I mean, I think I've probably neglected that. And, you know, talking to some uh people some people I work with nutrition wise, it's uh how much it affects your nutrition as well. Um, because when you get into that state of mind, you can be, you know, really getting after it when it makes some changes and then the emotional side will just pull you back down to the depths of hell mm. and you just you just you don't know what to do. And you know, now I'm getting depressed talking about <laughs> it. <laughs> like really
0: <clears throat> but I think it's intelligent to maybe start thinking about those things. Absolutely. Ahead of time. Because you can't predict when these things are going to happen to you. That's why I use the phrase curveball. And But being intelligent enough within yourself to start kind of having those internal conversations with yourself. You know, like, hey, you know, sometimes, I, you know, because you're probably listening right now and you might be thinking of an incident that happened. You know, maybe kind of going back and reviewing the game film on that. Like, man, I really got derailed because I got that text from my ex-girlfriend. Okay, how did I handle that? Well, I didn't handle it the right way because I went home and I just sat on the couch and I was sad. I just thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. And what's
1: that do? You know, this this was the conversation. Uh, You get... uh, When you get something that's bad news or just it taps into your past that you try to kind of keep the hell on the back of your head uh, for whatever reason uh, when that gets tapped into it just it pulls you down like I said but you have the option and I guess this is kind of where I'm different is uh if if i'm if I'm just something hits me emotionally um, and it really hits me hard I'll give myself if it's a bad I give myself one day mm-hmm. one day feel bad for myself like you know you know cry 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 wine 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 like why why me bullshit. And then um, that's it. That's it. Because the world does not stop. And that's what I'm getting at is like, it doesn't matter how much you think and let this pull you down. The world doesn't stop. You, you you're The gym keeps going. Your work keeps going. Your life keeps going. Nothing's waiting for you. Mm-hmm. So, but you're missing out now because you made a decision to let this, you know, bring you down and you're getting in your own way of succeeding. You're getting in your own way of going to the gym. You're getting in your own way of going in and, Getting into a, a community that you know people really care and love you, and and doing some good stuff, like you are definitely stopping yourself from doing that.
0: I think one of the things you just hit on though is dealing with it in a healthy way. Um, you start trying to shove that down in your little box of despair. Yeah, it eventually, gets full. Yeah. It get <laughs> bad boy gets full. Yeah, and when it spills over,
1: that's when that's when these mass shootings happen, Mo.
0: Things just, like I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, no, it is I mean, legitimate. Yeah, no, I, I feel you on that. Yeah you know or someone just has like one of those blow over moments where they just they're out they're outside of their normal self and they just have like this catastrophic incident you know where you just start you know destroying the kitchen or whatever you know yeah. i mean throwing you know, shit yeah start throwing shit you know because you have to address those things you can't just keep shoving them down into that corner because it's not healthy no you know, i i think <clears throat> excuse me I think all of us at one point in our lives have been in that position where you just, for lack of a better term, ignore things. You know, you ignore those emotional challenges that you've had and you just keep putting them off to the side. Oh, I'm tough. I can get over it. And I think, I know when I was younger, that was how we dealt with things because when I was younger, because I'm older than you are, you like to point that out. That's just not how dudes dealt with things. And even in my early in my military career, you didn't go talk to the psychiatrist because if you went to the psychiatrist, you're going to lose your, they're going to take a gun away from you and yeah. then you couldn't go on flight. And then now everybody's asking, Hey, how come doesn't have a gun? What's going on? Oh, is he a little bitch? Yeah. You know, he can't, he can't hack it. He's not tough. Yep. And I was fortunate enough to see that pendulum swing later on in my career where it was the inverse it was like, dude, yep. if something's fucked up, talk. you need to go do something yep. about it. Because the last thing I need for you to do is have your gun taken away from you mm-hmm. and evidenced by, you know, you see across the spectrum increased rates of you know, people, you know, doing things to themselves, whether it be suicide or committing heinous acts, like you were just talking about shootings, things like that. I'm not saying that this is why all these things are happening, but they're. I would argue that they're definitely contributing factors. Yeah, I think it's a bunch of build-up frustrations or whatever. And um,
1: sometimes you don't know how to act when your emotions kind of get pulled in certain directions mm-hmm. and or you you've ignored it. And I think, you know, if something goes wrong and you're geared up to to work out that day, you have two options at that point. One, you can go home and just shut everybody out of your life or you'd be like, yeah, it sucks, but I need this. Mm-hmm. I think it's what comes down, what do you need? Do you need to go home and do nothing or do you need to get to the gym because you want to, you want to get, you know, you want to get your workout in because I promise you your emotional uh, state, the euphoria that you'll have after you work out of like getting that frustration or uh, getting rid of that and not thinking about it. And because a lot of times it could be something small that you're really kind of dwelling on, you know what I mean? But it brings you to your knees. Mm -hmm. By the time you're done working out and you can't move, you didn't even think about
0: that. You're like, I can't move. If nothing else for that 20 minutes, you during that actual high intensity portion of your workout, you've forgotten about it.
1: It's the last thing you're thinking about. Because you're trying to
0: breathe. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it's pretty important, right? (laughs) Breathing.
1: I I can barely breathe right now, but,
0: you know, thanks to my members. So we'll just go ahead and tackle this right now. You know, so how do we, what are some things we can do to cope with all this or some useful tools, some mechanisms? Again, we're not psychiatrists, but, you know. I don't know. I'm I'm borderline being an owner. Yeah, but us, yeah, you being an owner, me having, you know, a a long time in the military, you know, we de facto become amateur psychologists because people tell us things that, we don't expect them to tell us because they look at us and they expect us to fix their problems because that's kind of and I's personality. We're, we're guys that fix shit. And, yep, and, and 24-7. People, and people come to us for those types of things. So obviously, the first thing I always talk about when people come to me with something like this is acknowledge the fact that something's wrong.
1: You have to, yeah. right?
0: If you ignore it, not, bad
1: things can happen, but I think if you can, like, get it out mm-hmm. and talk about sort of, you know, if you talk about PTSD, you know, uh, it used to be really frowned upon Especially back in World War II, Vietnam, mm-hmm. it was really frowned upon when uh, soldiers were coming back, and and they really they seen a lot of crazy stuff, mm-hmm. and um, they were they were they were determined weak by their superiors mm-hmm. and unfit. Um, so you know, if you look they had at shell shock, if you look at the World War II era, uh, those guys are the, that was like a once in, I mean one of a kind guys and yeah. for war. You know what I mean? Like it just they 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 sacrificed literally they they left everything they left their farms their, farms, their businesses whatever because they were defending our our country mm-hmm. the world in essence and they didn't give second thoughts to it it's just a different generation mm-hmm. and we can learn still a lot from them absolutely and um but when they get back i mean the uh, trauma back then was no different it was mm-hmm. probably worse the medical treatment was non-existent you didn't have um helicopters coming in and picking up your you're wounded in, in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. You didn't have, you know, there's a lot, a lot. there's a lot different type of war and the stuff that they had to see um, and the amount of people that died, mm-hmm. uh, their
0: friends. Yeah. They come back and they have to kind of bottle that up and, you know. Well, I, because when they came back, they went back to their farms and they yeah. went back to their businesses and there was not a lot of attention paid to the emotional challenges some of them might be faced with at that point. Yeah. I mean, so talking about it, recognizing it,
1: talking about it and get, you know, trying to get past that Mm -hmm. and and move on. I I really I don't think people are weak when they when they let it affect them, I don't think they're weak. I think you're making a decision. And Mm -hmm. I think people fail to realize that they still control their decision. You can dwell on it or you can like, look, I'll get to this later. I gotta go get me, I gotta (laughs) go get me in. Right. If you don't go get that me time in, it only makes you when you're at home or or wherever you decide to go it makes it worse in my opinion because now you have more time to do it because you, you're you at the gym for 90 minutes. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it's just, you, you know, the serotonin, everything in your body is just, it's not the same mm-hmm. because you get. You haven't had that dump. You haven't had that dump. And so, yeah, I think recognize it as number one. And then number two, making a decision. You're going to let it defeat you or you're going to just like, man, I got this later.
0: Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go do me. Also. Maybe realizing that sometimes the challenge is beyond yourself and getting help, whether it's talking to a friend, uh, your coach, or a professional. You know, some people are very private and that's cool. I get it. But, yeah. But you have to acknowledge when it's beyond you, you know, when it's affecting your ability to function appropriately and properly, when you're not up to speed at work or just, I mean, why do, you, why do you think these athletes have sports psychologists? Because they understand the value of the, the emotional piece of it. You know, it's just, it, it, it's, in our society, it's so, it's sometimes it's it's taboo to say, oh, I need help. You know, we're, we're, we're not a society of people that look for help. We're a society of doers. Yeah. And especially when you look in the walls of these gyms, what are we? Yeah. We're doers. We're, you know. Get it done. Alpha-ish you know, but we're people that are, are driven. Yeah. Uh, we want to be challenged and we want to challenge each other for the betterment of, of the community and the, and the tribe. Mm -hmm. So when those things come up and you're like, shit, I don't know how to deal with this. It's okay. It's really okay. Yeah, I agree. Cause you got a a whole herd of humans around you that are going to help you get through whatever it is. Yeah. I can't
1: argue with that, man. It's, it is what it is, you know, make that decision Mm -hmm. and that's it. I mean, I promise, if you decide to push through it, you'll be happier.
0: Yeah, just the way it is. Just yeah, address it. Yep don't don't let it fester. The next topic, <laughs> with all of this, uh, is probably the biggest one, and probably going to spend the next few minutes talking about this is self doubt.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I think that kind of ties into the the emotional piece too. Next to cancer, it's
1: the number two killer of people. Of dreams,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, it is not even dreams. Hell, you get um. Think about this. So we'll we'll put this into the CrossFit terms. You're warming up. It's one one, one rep max day snatch, and um, your last you build up. You hit your ninety five for a double. Okay, you go to uh, your new PR attempt, and Before you even walk, I I see this in people all the time. I can tell they're going to miss or make a lift 90% of the time before they even pull it, how they address the bar. I promise you, if you film your stuff, your uh, walk up to the bar will be different. There will be hesitation. There will be, you can see the self-doubt already creeping in before you bend over and touch the barbell. Mm -hmm. And then you go through it and you're like, why would I miss it? Well, did you, you know, you can tie this into the visualization. Like, did you really see yourself doing it? Or were you thinking more about how you can't do it? Oh my God, this feels heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, you pull, you get the first pull off the ground and it feels like it's a million pounds, but it's only 10 more pounds. Like, you know what I mean? Because we mentally are just kind of like, we haven't accepted that we need to commit to this lift, that we can make this lift, and that we have put the work in to achieve this PR. We're thinking about, man, this is heavy. Man, I can't do this you know, I'm not good enough. It's all this self-doubt will kill that lift. And that's the smallest aspect
0: of self-doubt. So, but when we're talking about self-doubt, we're just talking about you, I'd say for lack of a better term, convincing yourself, you can't do a thing. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. And again, this goes beyond the gym, you know, work and, you know, there's a lot of parallels there. Like we, I think we've talked about before, like you, you don't want to go for that new job because you've already convinced yourself you can't do it or you're You're not not qualified. You're not qualified or you're not going to get the position because I haven't been there
1: there long enough. No, you'll think of a hundred, a hundred reasons why you can't Mm -hmm. and not five of why you can. Mm -hmm. And I think when I sit down with people and start doing, um, I'll ask them uh, what's their strengths and what their weaknesses are. Uh, Their weakness list is about ten times longer than their
0: strength list. Yeah. Yeah. It'll
1: be about five things that they're they're strong at. And out of that, they're like, "Ah, I think I am. And then the weakness is like boom, 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 Mm -hmm. boom, boom. Oh, boom, boom, boom. They'll keep going. And I'm like, well, how you really think that bad about yourself? You really think you really suck at this? I was like, I watch you work out and you don't. Mm -hmm. They can they suck in their mind, but they blow everybody else out the water. And it's actually a strength. And a lot of times when we do this comparison, I'll pull some of their weaknesses over and put it into their strength. As a strength yeah, no. because I see it. Mm-hmm. I know as a coach that it's a strength, but they feel they suck at it because they're not doing more or faster or heavier mm-hmm. or a better technique. You know, it, so they look down on themselves. So now they self doubt anytime it comes up in a workout, they think they suck at it, like handstand walks. <laughs> and, um,
0: no, I suck at I, I suck at handstand walks. Yeah,
1: yeah, but you know what I mean, like do you really suck at it or are you still learning? Oh, uh, yeah. I've right? No, I'm learning. saying in yeah, general, yeah, like, yeah. right? Or you can't do 100 foot unbroken, but you can do 50 foot- You can do 50. You can do 50 foot unbroken, you know, back to back. Yeah. So, right? Oh, you're so bad. <laughs> you know, but self-doubt is, it's a definite killer mm-hmm. in every aspect of life. And I see it inside of our gym a lot of, a lot of times. And I do my best to reinforce and build up. And, you know, I don't coddle for shit. And, and it's just... <laughs> I don't know if you guys would expect me in a coddle, but I'm also not, um, I'm not naive where I'm just going to beat you into the ground because.
0: But you also don't bullshit people either. Like you don't tell someone they're amazing when they're not.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to tell you good lift when it was a bad lift. Yeah. I'm going to say, Hey, that was pretty freaking bad. Like, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) We never taught you this. Let's tune that up a little bit. But this is the part you're missing. And Mm -hmm. this is what I want you to focus on. These next three lifts at the 65%, really focus on those and recheck it. And then if they did one portion of those good, then you give them positive reinforcements. Okay, hey, you got it to the pocket that time a lot better, but you're still pushing your hips into the bar. You're not letting the bar come into the hips and you're hopping forward. You know, it's going to kill your lift every time. So give them positive reinforcement on an aspect. um,
0: Of something they're doing right. Like I said a couple episodes
1: ago, catch your athletes doing something good. And that's critical, right? You catch them doing something good. And something I've learned as an owner and, and trainer for a while now is you may not realize how much one positive reinforcement to an athlete means to that person um, because especially in our gym uh, we are very very hard on uh, technique form we teach we teach very advanced things in our regular classes our expectations are higher maybe than, than some other gyms when you get through that and you have all these difficulties, there's a lot of failure that comes with it. You're going to fail so much before you actually get it. You know, when we snatch off the blocks or do cleans off the blocks or when we work in positional things, for the longest time, they can be very frustrated and they'll come through an entire day and all I'm done is fix something that they've done wrong. They've they've done nothing right because they're still learning,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? But I also have to be smart about this and I I do this as as well as I can is look guys this is challenging okay it's going to take some time to get this we're going to fail a bunch but I promise you once this gets going it's going to start clicking okay Mm -hmm. but it takes time
0: nothing nothing we do here is easy no nothing (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's not yeah
1: but I think you know if you uh, as a trip like you said people look up to you Mm -hmm. and uh they look for answers or positive reinforcement because if it's good cuz you know I talked to another member came from another gym and they were doing dumbbell snatches and here uh they're doing it. I'm like what the hell's wrong with this it's mm-hmm. so bad and so I actually you actually put the equipment down hey we got to have a talk mm-hmm. like it's that bad
0: and um you can't reinforce bad habits
1: i didn't say hey man good job Great way to go Oh, hey, you're doing great you over there. You can't step
0: over the dead bodies either. Right. Yeah.
1: Because if I, if if you know you're doing something wrong, Mo, right? You just know, like.
0: And I'm waiting for you to tell me I'm doing something wrong. And you walk you know, by me, you, I'm like, what or the
1: walk, hell? No, I walk by and say, great job. Yeah. I'm Looks like, good. Good way to go. Keep doing it. You know, if I give you this positive reinforcement when you're doing something bad and you know it's bad mm-hmm. and you're not even like a trainer, like, well, I know mine's not looking like theirs. So why the heck are they telling me good job? Yeah. Now they, I'm confused. They see through it. Mm-hmm. They see through it. Now they know you're fake. Mm-hmm. They know you're fake as hell because they know you're just there to walk around and fling out these random cues and these awesome jobs. And you guys are doing great and clapping your hands when they're messing up. Mm-hmm. That's not a trainer. A trainer comes in and they make those corrections. Like, whoa, bro, drop shit. Yeah. Like, we got to fix some stuff. Here's what I want you to focus on. Give it to them. I want you to do this. Focus on this. And then, like I said, reinforce it. Hey, you did this right, but we're still doing this wrong.
0: Right? Um, Another piece of that self-doubt thing, like you said, the the things I do bad list is usually longer than the things I do good is sometimes I think people get that twisted with being humble. They don't want to brag about themselves. They don't want to say, oh, I'm good at all these things and I'm only bad at these couple things. Yep. Okay. You know, there's a, it's okay to acknowledge that you've worked hard to achieve a skill set. That's not you're not walking around pounding your chest with a T-shirt on that says "I can walk a hundred feet on my hands." No, it, it's okay to say I think I'm good at these things. Yeah, and if you're having that conversation with your trainer, and you're not good at those things, they'll tell you.
1: Should they should tell you? Yeah. No, you're right. I think people if you have the if you have the right people that's that's doing this. There's some cocky, arrogant pricks out there. I've met them. They're top competitors. They just, they think they're the cat's ass. And they're mm-hmm. not. Because you know what? There's people better than them.
0: You know There's I mean? always someone.
1: Always better someone than, better yeah. than you, right? So, but at the same time, I think it's a fine line. You got to find, how can I be, um, how can I be cocky, okay? Which I don't think, having swagger is not a bad thing. And I talk about this. Having a swagger is good because it gives you some confidence. confidence. yeah. And and when you're when you're down and out, you don't have that confidence. Now you are are thinking all these negative things. But if you're on if you're on fire, right? You're like, man, this bar feels light, yeah. and it's like ninety percent.
0: Same thing like with baseball. There's some days the ball looks big as shit. Yeah, and you just you have <laughs> a you great just, day, and you just crush it.
1: Instead of sitting there and like, you know, being cocky and arrogant is good if it's. If it's done right, if it's not malicious, if know? it's not like, yo, bro, you're weak, you know, mm-hmm. what was your score? Oh, yeah, I doubled that. You know, stupid stuff like that is ridiculous. Like, that, I've hit someone across the face with something. And <coughs> if they ever did that with one of our athletes, that's just, it's so not cool. It's not, it's not appropriate. It's not needed. No, it's yeah. not. And, but that's taking it to the extreme of being a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can be, you can walk around proud. Yeah, you just you just stuck your 95% yeah. lift. Your 95%. Yes. Your 95% yeah. and like you can stand up. Feel good about yourself. Do I think you should take the bar and do this bar slam and like let everybody know that that's that you creep on the douchebag side again, like bring it back in like <laughs> just a
0: little bit. Yeah. Cuz
1: I tell you what. <laughs> uh Everybody in the gym if you're a good dude or a, a good a good girl, they're and a good as in um, they're, you're nice and not cocky and arrogant or whatever. Good human, yeah. Right? Everybody, when you're going for that PR lift, they're going to turn around and watch you. Yeah. Okay? They're going to turn around and watch you because they want you to succeed. They yeah. want you to make that lift more than anybody. And you know why? Because when that person is watching someone else, they're going to they're, do the they're doing thing. the same thing.
0: Yeah. I, don't, I can't count how many times I've let my three minutes expire just so I can watch somebody else. You know, try and hit their PR. Yeah, because it's
1: it's cool. It is know? cool. So yeah, you can be you can be overly cocky and douchebag, and you're you're going to be getting in your own way of of how good you actually could be. Because sometimes when we get arrogant and and cocky to the point, now you think you know more than your coach, and now you're actually going to be held back because you're not.
0: You're 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 getting in your own way
1: at that. You, point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're getting yeah. your own way because. Now you become a person that's not coachable, because they think that 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 they know it all because they're hitting a groove, and and I'm off, I'm I'm in the back, I'm watching. I'm like, man, he's got a 300 pound snatch, but he has about 40 more pounds than that. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't want, want to it. listen. He doesn't want it because he's happy. You're happy with your you're happy with the result that you've been working towards no matter if you have another 40 pounds in that lift or not, if you're arrogant and uh, uh, cocky to the point of where you're not coachable, mm-hmm. you are now in your own way from getting that extra 40 pounds in that or your extra 15 pounds of that or you're a faster, like, hey, man, if if you're doing your pull-ups, if we keep our feet together and point our toes down mm-hmm. and we shorten that kip, our cycle rate is going to increase by you know, 30, 40%. In that case, now when we have these short, you know, race to 50 or 100 pull up buy-in, not only are you more efficient, but now you're faster, mm-hmm. okay? And you're a bigger dude. You're 185 pounds, 190 pounds. So
0: It's a lot of kinetic energy. You got, you got to yeah. make
1: up that yeah. time against these little guys because we have a heavy barbell coming up, right? If you tell someone that and they're like, ah, oh, no, I can already do 50 unbroken, but their technique is horrible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not horrible, but it's, it could be better. It could be better, yeah. They're in their own way. Mm-hmm. And if you're someone, it's a, uh, an athlete just coming in here every day and... <clears throat> Your approach with a, you know, your newer lifters are they don't like full snatch typically, um, or um, they're just not very confident in in their CrossFit ability. Mm-hmm. And when they come in and they they have something that they we talked about they they look at and or maybe they look at on the way here or on the night before the, of the
0: workout. When you're sending Instagram videos at three o'clock in the morning,
1: <laughs> well, I'm saying like you know when a workout pops up the night before they're like. <laughs> they're already have self-doubt like man I suck at two of the three movements mm-hmm. right but they come in anyways but instead of which is a win right instead of accepting that that's a win they mm-hmm. come in here and they find something they kind of you know they start self-doubting them cuz you know why everybody else is in here okay you can you can make your way in here but now when you got to perform in front of your your own gym members sometimes you get kind of very shy uh, you pull away you're not focused mm-hmm. You're you're kind of just dragging your feet. You're not really you're not taking the cues. Now you become uncoachable and at the at this most basic level because mm-hmm. you're not getting out of your own way of opening your eyes and ears and understanding you're still in a process. Okay. You want to snatch for you know, you smash snatch, snatch 150 pounds as a female. Well, you're and say you're at there's one, a there's a path to that. Yeah, you're at 125 and we're doing some percentage work. Well, yeah, you get out of your own way, you gotta you have to be confident in what you're doing, but when you're not confident in that, then, you know, you are really stopping yourself because mm-hmm. you don't take the information and the cues and you don't apply them to take that next step. Yeah. So at the most basic level, you can do this as well. as You may not do it with intention like these top-level athletes will, but you're, you're really getting in your own head that you su- I suck at this, I'm no good at that, I can't do this, I can't do that. Well, why can't you? Because mm-hmm. I've seen you do it. Can you do it as fast as others? Nope. Could you? Yeah. It just takes time. Yeah. And Does that
0: make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, it totally does because what I was going to close that out with is one thing I constantly remind myself and other people about getting to the gym is the hardest part. Everything else after that, you know, you're already there. Just do the work. Listen, keep your, you know, eyes and, eyes and ears open. Your, your, coaches will, your coaches and trainers will get you through it you know and and if not them your your family that's out there suffering with you, will yeah. get you through it
1: because you know your your crew that you know you even though we don't allow cliques and segregation and and all that here, you get really good friends out of the your your group of t- people you typically work out with mm-hmm. and I seeing people every single day, you know when something's up when they walk in they they walk in with like it's like something it's like a little kid dragging his book bag like you know something's <laughs> going on or like you know if someone's walking and they're mm-hmm. squeezing the butt cheeks together and they're walking you know they really got to take it they got to take a shit mo yeah. and <laughs> so you know something's wrong like it's just not adding up right so when they walk in in a different <laughs> different cadence you <laughs> notice that right away and then when you greet them it's kind of it's not as it's different it's different Yeah. so your crew that's in there they're going to know and maybe this will kind of go into what you're saying it, you can talk about it a little bit and, they'll, and they're and they going to be there for you to listen. Mm-hmm. But you're also going you to double dip on this one. You've got to talk about it. But now you can just walk it onto the workout floor. Because maybe you're rolling your quads out. And you're like, what's wrong? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I had nothing. No, no what's yeah. wrong? Something's going on. And then get that conversation started. Kind of release that little bit of steam. And then you get to go work out. And when you leave, yeah. you're like, you're oh. chest bumping and high-fiving, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Let's go shotgun a <laughs> beer or something.
0: <laughs> um. But kind of giving you guys, you know, some personal history when it comes to all this, you know, when we talk about self-doubt, bro and I talked ourselves out of this shit a few times. <laughs> talked us. This, this podcast? yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I used to
1: ask Mo after every episode, like, does this is suck. Yeah. Like, I'm honestly, as I'm talking, yeah. that whole last spiel I just did, <laughs> I'm thinking the whole time, man, this is stupid. I don't even know yeah. what the hell I'm talking about. I don't know. Is it good? I don't know. Hell, I don't know. We'll have to listen to it later. But I doubt myself, even when I'm talking, like I'm in the middle of a conversation. I'm like, do I really, does it make sense?
0: And then even to this day, I mean, what we're nine months into it, you know, there's still times where I'm sitting there and I'm editing. I'm like, damn, does, does anybody, is anybody out there care enough to listen to what we're doing? You know, so, you know, there's always self-doubt no matter who you're talking to. And then what'd you see? How many downloads we have in that one little spit in August? Oh, we had like 2000 downloads in one month, which... You know, was weird, you know, but it was cool. But you know, it was kind of a little bit of validation of, you know, when I'm when I'm uh, editing the shows and things like that, and I'm making show notes and I'm sitting there thinking, man, you know, does anybody care enough to to appreciate what we're doing here? And then I think you fast forward to September. I believe we had two
1: thousand roughly in a week. Yeah. If I remember right, yeah, it was yeah. some it was yeah. something astronomical, like yeah, something crazy. We've yeah. never touched that before. So you, what used to take us a month, now we did it in, did a, in a week. week. Yeah that's pretty like that's nuts to me right mm-hmm. and uh people are still downloading our first episode yeah. which we that's a huge marker for mo and i like because yeah. you know they're going back there typically is going to be a new listener yeah
0: and and um, then when i look at the numbers and i see those binge downloads you know it helps me feel it helps relieve some of that doubt that i have yeah you know i mean i'm i'm as i'm as confident
1: as you can be as an individual and yet i still have a lot of self self doubt mm-hmm. and it's usually when um i've kind of like I'm off my nutrition or I haven't got to work out as much. Like, um, like today, I mean, we had 185 pound snatches, um, in the first part of the workout. And like, I haven't snatched in almost two months because of my shoulder. Mm-hmm. I'm like, even before I'm like, I don't even know if I can move the weight anymore. Cause I haven't touched it mm-hmm. or I haven't touched it. But, uh, you know, you do that first one, it feels pretty dang good. And you're like, all right, I got this. And then round two comes, you're like, that's a little bit heavier. And mm-hmm. then, you know, but the self-doubt is I could have easily t- taken the weight down and and not tried it. I, mm-hmm. I would have had every reason because I haven't snatched in two weeks mm-hmm. or
0: two months. Um, but to caveat on that, sometimes it's not safe for someone to try an under 180-pound snatch if your max is like 150. No, yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Unless you're wearing your one rep max
1: <laughs> shirt Listening. Shirt or one more rep <laughs> podcast max. <laughs> Listen to Slipknot and rocking a 7'5 <laughs> socks. Right, and then load that bitch up. You have my permission. Three fifteen, all day, all day. I don't, I don't care, man. If you can deadlift it, you can snatch it. I'm saying, Mo, it happens.
0: <laughs> uh, just be quick under the bar. Yeah, just be, just be quick. Be very nimble. Um, yeah. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Hit that bell. Uh, let's get those numbers up. But also, more importantly, we need you to buy those shirts. Yeah. yeah.
1: We sold uh we're at 39.
0: We're, yeah, 39. 39. Which, with our goal of 100.
1: Yeah, which okay. I'm okay with 39. Yeah. I mean, who I don't know. That's pretty that's pretty damn
0: good. There's it's, yeah. I mean, but Christmas is coming around and you know who needs a one more rep podcast t-shirt? Your family. Your family. Yep, you your know. whole family. Your whole family. <laughs> Grandma Molly, um everybody. Yeah. Cuz you know
1: as we if we keep selling these, we'll be able to release newer designs. Yeah. And the stick
0: figure design, stick figure that's got to happen regardless.
1: I don't care if we just get two, and um, it, well, it'll be three
0: because we'll make Jenna wear one, <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, and Team Mayhem will wear them too. I think a lot of people will rock this, yeah. but I
1: think that you know, as long as we keep selling well, um, we get some female
0: uh, type. Yeah, cuts and shirts. Yeah, because that was something else we yeah. uh, uh, that someone else had mentioned to say about making a female cut. But in order to do that, you know, we got to make it worth while. He's wild. We we truly appreciate everything he's doing for us. Oh you know? hell yeah! I mean, he he took a risk on us, and I think we're we're moving some products, and we're and we're proud of the shirts, and you know, we've seen them all over the world, literally, just in our gym alone in one week he makes up for all the risk
1: that he took. <laughs> I'm just saying, I got seven, five gear flowing out everywhere. Yeah. Like there people are wearing like the same shirt. They got so many shirts. They're all wearing. It's like, just <laughs>
0: they're it, like
1: twins. It is, man. It's pretty, it's pretty cool to see that, but you know, their stuff is legit. And, um, I'm excited that Wally's we're still be able to do this with him. Yeah. I'm excited about the stick figure shirt. That's going to be rocking out. And, um, well, what kind of gains are you going to get from the stick figure shirt? Jesus, man, I don't even know. <laughs> It'd be unprecedented. Like,
0: like you would automatically qualify you for the Olympics
1: <laughs> if you live in Madagascar. Okay, <laughs> you can go to games. All right, you definitely would go to games if you're from Madagascar. Um, but no, no, yeah, buy the shirts, it'll help us out, helps yeah. Wally out another small business. Yeah, absolutely, um, and that's real critical. Uh, he, you know, advocate of the military, which you know, I support our troops 99,000 mm-hmm. percent, and so is Mo, obviously, yeah. he's, he's out, and um. The YouTube's pretty big. I think that uh, we're going to get a regular basis here where everyone from here on out will be Mm -hmm. on YouTube, and we're going to time it to where it releases with the actual audio version on iTunes so you can get them at the same time if you want to listen to one or the other, Um, both. But you should listen to both. Yeah, it helps us out. Well, well, you should watch one
0: and listen
1: to the other. watch it while you're listening to it.
0: (laughs) I'm just saying, man. That's what I'd do. All right. For this week's call to action, get the hell out of your own way. Just, you know, it's okay. You know, everybody has bad days. Everybody lets that doubt creep in, but you know, acknowledge it, do something about it. Just kick that doubt in the ass, you know, and go get to the gym or whatever your thing is. Cause I know not everybody out there listens to CrossFitters, but go do your thing, whether it's running, whether it's going to ride your bike, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. I know know you listen and thanks for the, um, thanks for the uh, voicemail but yeah dude you just get out there and go to it get at it yeah I'd stop being a
1: bitch like <laughs> just honestly that's just the reality of stop being a bitch i've been a bitch before it's okay But yep, well, you know what too. yeah i mean jen has been a bitch all the time mo <laughs> mo's bitched out i mean we all bitched out yeah. honestly and and that's okay yeah it can happen but it
2: can happen and it will happen, it happen. It happen.
1: absolutely even yeah. your your best athletes have bitched out to what their normal their yep. standards are but it's how you come back. Like, mm-hmm. don't let that get you in a rut and let you start thinking like, hey, I am not that good or I am, I can't do this. Or guess what? We all have bad days in the gym, but a bad day in the gym is still better than no day in the gym. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, get your ass in here. Don't bitch out. Get the hell out of your own way. Peace. That's all I got to say. i dropped this mic if you want to understand.
0: <laughs> that brings this week's episode to a close and I'm mowing. I'm out. See ya. Thank you for listening to the One More Rip Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at One More Rip Podcast, or on Twitter at Can I Get One More, or shoot us an email at can I get one more at gmail.com
1: on the episode because I had self-doubt, right? After telling you guys not to have self-doubt, which is pretty hypocritical. <laughs> but uh this is what she said.
2: I just said that it made me want to cry because I self doubt a lot and I think everybody can relate to that. Um, especially recently, I just feel like I've been kind of like in a rut and then the last couple of days I've been working out and you do feel a lot better than just going home and laying in your bed <laughs> sad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think a lot of people relate to it and it was a little depressing there for a second, but pick back up and it's real it's real why why was it depressing though because it's relatable and it's it's something that people don't want to talk about all the time into emotional yeah yeah imagine that yeah i mean yeah
0: it's it's real shit dude you know yeah like because a lot of the stuff we're talking about like this is the shit i've been faced with for the past three months you know i'm starting a whole new life and like you know me for me filling out resumes and getting rejected it's like fuck do i suck that bad that no one wants to
2: hire me But I think people need to hear it, too, because, like, it isn't always talked about and people are embarrassed or, like you said, they're private and they don't want to, like, bother people about it. With their problems. Yeah, with their problems. So they just try to keep it to themselves and handle it their way, which is going home and laying in their bed like I do.
1: So (laughs) what was the biggest thing you took away from that then that you're going to actually apply? Because, like, the guy from MF CEO, what's he say? Oh,
0: Kenny Powers?
1: No. Yeah, oh. Uh, yeah, Andy Frisella. Okay. What's he talk about? He talks about, I can give you the knowledge, and I can give you the way, but if you do nothing with it, yeah, then that's your fault. There, yeah. So what are you going to do with this? Seriously.
2: I mean, it's always a work in progress. Everybody self-doubts. I think it's normal, but you, like Brody said, you have a decision you can make. Either you can let it affect you and not get gains, or you can come and at least be around people that you care about and who care about you. And
1: think about this. The guy you met today, you you were just talking about this before we started. Uh, You said you made the comment how much you enjoyed that conversation. And let's say you were having a bad day. You didn't show up and you didn't meet that guy. Yep. I mean, that sucks.
2: That's missing out.
1: Missing out, right? So, yeah. Don't be a bitch. (laughs) Get out of your way. And I'll let you know if Jenna slips up on this. (laughs) I'm just saying like,
2: but I think that's a good thing about CrossFit too, is just because people hold you accountable. Like people will message and be like, Hey, where were you at? And you're like, actually, I feel like shit about myself right now. And you know, everybody here anyways is really close with one another. So we check up on each other frequently. And I think there's, like, some meme going around with, like, check on your strong friends or something like that. But it is super yeah. true. Like, yeah. just because yeah. we come in here and kill it doesn't mean that people aren't sad or whatever. Yeah. Have I've, their I've own life.
0: Before. And um, especially in the military because the, the guy, some, you know, who's the wingman for the wingman? Yeah. Because that that doesn't always They're happen. Still like, like, oh, well, you know, bros. he's a fucking squad leader. He's got his shit together. But bro has bad days, too. You know, and... And we saw some of those incidents were like suicides and things like that. And it was the wingman for the wingman that was... He, he was dealing with all this stuff. And no one ever thought to take care of him. So take care of your strong friends, too.
1: Because people like that, they they have their own stuff to deal with. But if you're in a leadership role, you put your stuff aside that needs dealt with. Yep. Because you want to deal with everybody else. Because you don't like people being down or, or hurting. And, um, but you don't
0: take care of your damn self.
1: And if you think that doesn't emotionally wear on you, you're crazy. Yeah, so you got that pulling on you. Then you have your own stuff. And then you're right. I mean, the stronger people it's
0: you're, you're full of shit. If you think it's not affecting you because I fell into that fucking lie. Yeah. You know, multiple times in my career, I was just like, you know, I, I got to be strong for my guys, but you know, not being strong for myself and for my family. And that, that's, that's dumb shit. <laughs> Thanks. Mike, God.
2: <drop>. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <coughs> <clears throat> <clears throat>